0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Ethical Consumer Podcast. I'm your host, Julia, and I am back with another mini This one talking about the Paris Climate Agreement. So yes, this one gets a little bit political. I'm going to try to not be as political and polarizing as some other people. You know how I do. But this is, in and of itself, a very political and polarizing topic. So if you're not interested, go ahead and click on a different episode that you might want to watch. But I really think you might want to hear what I have to say. If you're not already familiar with the Paris Climate Agreement, this is an international treaty committing to reducing carbon emissions and our effect basically because of the Industrial Revolution on the entire planet. This was signed in 2015 by 196 parties, so this is a very wide global effort. The reason this has been very political and polarizing is because the US has entered the agreement left the agreement and entered back in, and a lot of people have very strong opinions on whether we should be in the Paris Climate Agreement or not. But before we get into that, let's look at what it is, because I was not as aware of the Paris Climate Agreement until recently, I must be honest. I heard about it back in 2015, it was fully enacted into 2016, but I didn't look as hard into what it actually meant. I knew it was a global agreement, which I really appreciate, because Of all of the things that you could have an opinion on, guys, climate change is just not one of them. Can we just, can we just establish that, please? Climate change is real. (laughs) And it's also not something that affects just one country. This affects all of us. When one country is not doing its job in making sure that the planet has a future, this negatively affects every other place in the world. When one country is putting forth effort, this does positively affect every place in the world. However, this is like one straw, one cup. It might be one thing to you, and one thing here and there, one would argue, is okay. But think about how many people could be deciding, oh, it's just this one thing. Oh, it's this, this it's just this straw. It's just this one thing that I'm throwing in the garbage can. Think about how many people are also doing that. It's not just you. It's not just one country. It's the entire world's job to take care of our planet because it's the only thing that we have to live on. The goal of the Paris Climate Agreement is to reduce global warming to under 2 degrees Celsius. This is the level that it was at before the Industrial Revolution. This is essentially before we did all of the damage that is very shortly going to be irreversible. If you don't use Celsius like we don't here in the US, two degrees Celsius is 35.6 degrees Fahrenheit. And this is the average temperature from the hottest points to the coldest points. And it has kept increasing significantly over the past couple years. Again, this is not just one country deciding what it does with its states or its communities. This is an entire global problem. Unfortunately, the reason to leave the Paris Climate Agreement was because there is a significant investment that has to happen into new technologies in order to remove carbon emissions from the air and also create new technologies to prevent the significant release of carbon emissions. This does involve a lot of money, and a lot of people think that this money would be spent better elsewhere. When the U.S. pulled out of the agreement, this meant that a lot of financial contribution also went with them. It was nice to hear other countries trying to make up this deficit, but it's like that freeloader. Guys, do we wanna be that freeloader? Uh, Last I checked, a lot of people don't really like freeloaders or handouts. So is the US going to just get a handout from the rest of the world when the rest of the world hopefully solves the pollution problem? Or do we wanna be a part of it? Do we wanna help fix it? Hmm? That was probably the strongest statement that I've ever made on this podcast. And I'm not going to retract that. (laughs) Sorry, guys. This is something that I do feel very passionately about. It doesn't necessarily come down to a straw or a cup or a piece of plastic. Those are all extremely important. But the bigger picture is, this is a global problem and has to be solved globally. So yes, I do think It was extremely necessary for the US to re-enter the Paris Climate Agreement and I'm excited that we did. That was kind of a proud day for me. I think some of you feel similarly. Some of you might not feel similarly. One of the main arguments against investing in the Paris Climate Agreement has been that money could be better used elsewhere. When the US left the Paris Climate Agreement, other countries kind of put their situations on hold because there was a significant amount of money that was going to be invested by the U.S. and without that contribution some of the necessary technologies are not going to be able to be funded. The U.S. is a huge global superpower and has the possibility to affect A whole lot of change, a lot more than some other countries that maybe don't have the infrastructure to fight the difficulties of extremely cold winters and extremely hot summers. Not only did the U.S. agree to a significant financial contribution, they also pledged to reduce their carbon emissions by 25%. This is 25% by the year 2025 compared to their amount in 2005. Currently, as it's 2021, the U.S. has only significantly reduced their impact by 17%. So we have a long way to go, but I think most can agree 17% is at least better than none, and it's better than increasing. Some would argue, why does the U.S. have to be part of this global agreement? Why can't we just do our own work? on our own country, our own continent. Isn't that gonna be enough? Like why do we have to play nicely with everybody else? Guys, because it's a worldwide problem. As I said before, one country can make a positive impact, and they can also make a negative impact. However, there are underprivileged countries that do not have the capacity to fund their own research, to fund their own direct air capture plants, which I talked about in a previous mini-sode on United Airlines pledging to go carbon neutral by 2050. A lot of people are headed in this direction. A lot of countries, a lot of states, a lot of cities, like I mentioned, Des Moines, Iowa, is planning on reducing its emissions. Individual airlines, individual businesses are planning on going carbon neutral. And I'm reminded of a few times this has come up in regular length episodes with guests. More people, more businesses, more countries doing something imperfectly is going to be a lot better than only a couple people, countries, places doing things perfectly. So maybe we're not going to hit 25% by 2025. 19%, 20%, that's still a significant improvement. And now that those technologies are in place, now that those habits are in place, I would hope it's only going to get better. But this is a global problem and we do need to solve this globally. So I hope this slightly political, I, I think I did a pretty okay job at not getting too political with it, but I hope this political episode has not turned you off from the podcast. If it has, I apologize. You're probably not listening to the end of this episode. You probably already signed off. So thanks for sticking with me. And I do not do these episodes frequently. I do not do these every time. The last mini-sode was about my sustainable yoga practice. (laughs) It's not very political. I do think it's important to bring up current events, to put it in front of more people, put it in more people's ears, just because I don't always read the news at the right time and I might miss what's going on so frequently we see all of the negative things i like to share the positive things as well you might not find this positive but i do and i know i'm not alone in that so thank you for hanging out for this slightly unconventional episode and i will see you next time guys